Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome into another edition of the Lockdown Blue Devils podcast. My name is JJ Jackson, and it is so good to have you here with us for today's show. Lockdown Blue Devils is a daily Duke Athletics podcast where we discuss everything going on in the world of Duke Athletics catching up on the current Duke Blue Devils and also what's going on with former Dukies and we're going to do that on today's show as John Butchko from Locked On New York Jets joins the program. We've got Jamison Crowder and Michael Carter II playing their first NFL games of the season. We talk about that, what their NFL years project to be and a whole lot more here on today's show. Follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. Follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Leave this show a five-star rating and review. I really do appreciate when you take time to do that and love getting five-star Friday shout-outs for folks that leave us a five-star review on the Apple Podcast platform. Thanks so much for listening to this program as we continue to grow and make Lockdown Blue Devils the best podcast for all things Duke Athletics. We'll take a quick break and then when we come back, John Butchko from Lockdown New York Jets joins the show. Today's show is brought to you by Bet Online. It is that time of year again and all eyes are turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action in 2021. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Wow, that's amazing. Promo code locked on for your 100% welcome bonus as Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome into Lockdown Blue Devils here today. Of course, I'm JJ Jackson and thrilled to be joined today by John Butchko, the host of Locked On Jets, talking all things New York Jets and a couple of Duke Blue Devils standing out there uh, in New York as we get ready for this 2021 football season. Uh, Duke football, you got to take pride in the guys that you have on your team. And of course, Duke has a big name up in New York with Daniel Jones being the quarterback of the Giants, but a couple of guys making contrib- uh, contributions to the Jets and here in 2021. So who better than John Butchko to join us on the pod? John, I appreciate the time. How are you? JJ, it's great to be here. And as you mentioned, this is New York Jets. We also do have a Locked On Winnipeg Jets podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, but we will not be talking hockey today. (laughs) No hockey for us. You're right. The New York Jets is uh, the full topic of conversation. So uh, I guess, John, first, before we get into anything, I want a little bit of of your background, uh, how you got to the position that you're at today. And um, tell me about your your love for for the New York Jets. Well, it's an interesting story. My dad was a Jets fan. He actually was a season ticket holder for the team back in the years where they were at Shea Stadium. And he did everything in his power to make sure his son did not make the same mistake he did. He begged me to root for the Giants because rooting for the Jets is a rough life. In fact, I remember back in the 1995 NFL draft, the Jets shocked everybody, and they drafted Kyle Brady in the first round over players, including Warren Sapp, who went on to be a Hall of Fame defensive tackle for Tampa Bay. And I remember that draft because I was riding in the car with my dad. We were listening on the radio. And when they made that pick, he like he like pointed his finger. He goes, he goes, that's it. That's it. 
you're rooting for the Giants from now on. You're not making the same mistake, I, but here I am all these years <laughs> later. Uh, I am a New York Jets fan. Um, back in 2008, I was fortunate enough to get a job running the Jets site on SB Nation. It's called gangreennation.com. And then five years ago, the Locked On Podcast Network launched, and I was named the first host of Locked On Jets. And somehow, I'm still standing here. Yeah, no doubt about that. Is you, you have the ability to talk about the Jets every single day. And uh, obviously, this is a, a franchise that's under a new head coach this year. Uh, a new quarterback in the rookie and Zach Wilson and a couple of former Duke Blue Devils uh, as well, including Jameson Crowder out at wide receiver who did not compete in Sunday's opener versus the Carolina Panthers. Tell me a little bit about these first two years, though, of uh, Jameson Crowder playing for the Jets. He was a free agent signing back in 2019. He had spent his early years with Washington and the Jets have made a lot of really bad free agent signings through the years. Crowder is one of the exceptions. He's really panned out as a slot receiver for this team. He was the leading receiver the last couple of years. And really, he's been the only reliable target for the Jets in the passing game prior to the, over the last two years during his tenure with the team. I think he was a little bit miscast. He's not really a go-to guy. He's a reliable option. He's a guy who will do a professional job for you in the slot. He'll move the chains. And interestingly, there were some questions about whether or not Crowder was going to remain with the Jets this year because they made a number of moves in the offseason to bring in receivers. They got Corey Davis from the Tennessee Titans. They drafted Elijah Moore in the second round of the draft. They also brought in Keelan Cole from Jacksonville in free agency. In addition to that, you had a second round pick from Baylor last year. Denzel Mims is still on the team. And there were questions, would there be enough space for Crowder on this roster? And the other issue was that he was carrying a salary cap hit of around $11 million, which is a lot for a guy who plays the slot. Ultimately, the Jets and Crowder were able to work out a pay cut. He took about half as much as he was originally going to make. And I think the Jets will be better for it. Jets are beginning a new era. They have a rookie quarterback this season in Zach Wilson. And you want a professional guy he can rely on on those third third and fives, third and sixes. Crowder is as good as anybody in those situations. And I think more and more, and it's funny because I hate, almost hate to say this to you, JJ and all of your listeners, during the offseason, I kind of saw the logic of maybe letting Crowder go <laughs> as good as he's been for the Jets. And I feel bad for saying this now, maybe not going to be such a popular guy around here. But the, the more I've thought about this and the closer we've gotten to the season, and maybe the more we've seen that some of these young guys maybe aren't ready to contribute as much as I had been hoping for, the happier I am that Crowder's still around because I think he's going to be a valuable weapon for Zach Wilson this season. He's not going to have to be the go-to guy anymore. There are other guys who are going to draw the attention. He's going to draw some more favorable matchups, and I think he could have a pretty good year for the Jets. I mentioned Crowder not playing in the opener versus the Carolina Panthers, but but what about preseason? What about training camp? Like, Has anything been said about sort of his role with this new coaching staff and more in particular the quarterback in Zach Wilson? Um, I think he's going to play a role for this team. You know, it, it seems, and this was a surprise to me, it seems like the odd man out of the players I mentioned is going to be Denzel Mims, who was the second round pick from a year ago. And that may have played into the calculus behind keeping Crowder. So as you mentioned, he missed the first game. He uh, contracted COVID. There was some hope he'd be able to get ready for the, the opener against Carolina, but it does sound like there's a good chance he's going to be able to play this week against New England. And I think, as I said, I think he's going to be a guy the Jets look to on key downs. I, I really do think he's going to have a role for this team. And 
my mind's changed on that because a month or two ago, I thought maybe he was heading for maybe a backup slot. Maybe he'd only play if people got hurt, but sounds like he's going to be a, a, a guy who sees a lot of playing time. Give me a kind of a breakdown of, of Zach Wilson, obviously stepping into the NFL, a rookie out of BYU, the number two overall pick. Like we well, saw him obviously play in his first game this past Sunday versus Carolina, but what does this offense look like going into to 2021? What are you kind of projecting? Well, it's going to be an offense that's based on the run game. Uh, their new offensive coordinator, Mike LaFleur, comes from San Francisco. So he's going to bring in a system similar to the one Kyle Shanahan runs, which is based on the stretch zone play. So that means you're going to see a lot of play action, a lot of bootlegs. The Jets on paper, I think, have a decent offense. It did not look that way on Sunday. The offensive line did not play very well, and they also lost their left tackle, Makai Becton. So I'm a little bit worried about the way this offensive line looks. But on paper, it's you know supposed to be decent. They drafted a, a guard out of USC, Elijah Vera Tucker. They have their center, Connor McGovern, has been a decent center in this league. They do have decent depth on the offensive line, even though Becton is hurt. They're they can put in Morgan Moses, who's been a solid starter for most of his career with Washington. And they do have a lot of good receivers. Uh, you know, Corey Davis, who I mentioned, had a pair of touchdowns in Sunday's game. Elijah Moore, the second round pick out of Mississippi, did not have a great game, but was turning heads at training camp this year. He suffered an injury, missed preseason. And they still do have Crowder, who's as reliable as anybody out of the slot. So, I mean, on paper, this could be a pretty good offense. It did not look that way on Sunday against Carolina. So I probably have less conviction saying that than I might have a week ago. Oh, <laughs> uh, so let's, uh, let's talk about the defense as uh, this New York jets defense uh, made an addition that we can bring Duke back into the picture uh, in the fifth round of the 2021 draft drafting Michael Carter, the second, I spent way more time talking about the jets after the draft than ever in the history of this podcast, John, because you draft the running back Michael Carter out of North Carolina and then also draft Michael Carter the second. How crazy has that been? I was waiting for them to draft Michael Carter the third in the sixth <laughs> round. Uh, well, there's actually a really funny there's actually a really funny story to that because as you mentioned, before they drafted Michael Carter the second, they drafted Michael Carter, the running back out of North Carolina. And there was a story that came out of the war room that like after they gave him the pick for the Michael Carter from North Carolina, they were like they were looking around like, did we pick the right guy? Because they were interested in both of them. <laughs> so even the Jets were a little confused. But I, I've, I've tried to get this, this uh, nickname to catch on with Michael Carter II because they drafted him one round later. I try to get, get people to call him the sequel. <laughs> I like that. The sequel. I, I think I can jump on that. Uh, what, what were they uh, hoping to get out of Michael Carter II? Well, he's actually a guy who looks like he's going to play on this defense this year. He got some playing time. He looks like he's going to be the slot corner for this team. And he played pretty well week one. He had a big breakup on a third down pass to Terrace Marshall Jr., who Carolina drafted in the early rounds this year. You know, I always like to go into the season with very low expectations for rookies. Sure. It's a transition going to the NFL. There's a lot, you know, you're dealing, your competition's better, faster, stronger, more experienced. You're learning playbooks that are frequently more complex than the ones in college. I mean, even something as essential as, and this is something like we all go through, when you enter the NFL, you're not in college anymore. You know, you've, it's a full-time job. You've, you have to be like a regular adult. Yeah. Like, that's an adjustment I think people don't take into account. It's, it's like, in some ways, these NFL guys, in addition to everything else, are going through the same transition we all do when we graduate from college. But 
since the day the Jets drafted him, there was talk that they were very high on him, that they thought he would be able to contribute right away, you know, only one week into the season, but so far so good. And, you know, another thing I'd point out is that the Jets had a slot corner last year, Brian Poole, who was really good for them. And he was available deep into the off season. They could have brought him back and, I think that, you know, maybe that that's a sign that they're confident in Michael Carter the second that he can be a player for them as soon as his rookie season. All right, college football fanatics, have you heard about prize picks? Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this and I know you will too. Prize picks offers every sport you could think of, like the NFL, college basketball, college football, the NBA, Major League Baseball, MMA, soccer, and more. Prize Picks offers more college football props than anyone in the world, and it offers all the star players of the Power Five, as well as mid-major players you might not have ever even heard of. Prize Picks offers any prop you could think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. It allows mixed sport entries. For example, you could take the over on LeBron James combined points with the under of Patrick Mahomes in the exact same entry. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play, Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It really is that easy. PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepix.com or go to your app store and download the app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar, celebrate the freedom of choice with all of their amazing flavors. Did you know that they had so many delicious flavors? There is something for everyone. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well then you're missing out. Coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream. That's just to name a few. You know what my favorite flavor is? Well, it's definitely cookies and cream. It's so good. It's healthy, covered in 100% chocolate, and yet I've got so much energy after eating it. That is 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Wow, that's awesome. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, they're healthy too. Order today and you got to try the new flavor. It's Grasshopper Cookie. It's a really good one or just order whatever you like. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the United States track and field team. Isn't that great? Getting ready for some Olympics, track and field events and that sort of thing. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, Built.com, promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D. D15 for 15% off your next order. What are you expecting out of the defense this year? Um, you know, I'm expecting them to compete. It's a tough spot. Now, the guy that they brought in, the big the big free agent addition was Carl Lawson, and he was supposed to be their premium pass rusher, suffered a season-ending injury in training camp and a joint practice they had with the Green Bay Packers. And he was the one guy who I thought was really unreplaceable on this defense. Now, Quinnen Williams is probably their best player. He is a guy who was picked third overall out of Alabama a few years ago, really put it together the second half of last year. But Jets have a lot of good defensive tackles. Nobody is as good, nobody is as, good as Quinnen Williams, but I felt like they could weather losing Quinnen Williams better than they could lose, but <laughs> better than they could weather losing Carl Lawson because they don't really have anybody that great off the edge, whereas they do have some solid players at defensive tackle. And they really were depending on this defensive line because this secondary that they've got has a lot of question marks. You know, we talked about Michael Carter, the second 
every single corner the Jets have, whether it's an outside corner or a slot corner, is either a first or a second year player. And these are all day three picks. So you have nobody with a good track record and you don't have anybody with like a big time pedigree where you say, okay, well, this maybe we don't have experience, but we have a first round pick. And there's a reason this guy went in the first round. Now, no disrespect to any of these players. As we've mentioned, Michael Carter, the second, fifth round pick, played well week one. In fact, Jets corners actually, I think, held up pretty well. Part of this is the scheme. They're going, they're not asking as much out of their corners as a lot of other teams are. This is a defense that's going to be bent, but don't break. They're going to try and keep things in front of them, defend the deep part of the field and just rally to the football. You know, when the, once the pass is completed, get make make sure you tackle an open field. So, you know, maybe it can work. I think that they're going to go out there and compete. They've definitely gone young on the defense. They want guys flying to the football. They want guys who are hungry. They want guys who are going to develop. But when you have this much inexperience, there are going to be growing pains. I think the first game of the year, they only gave up 19 points against Carolina. That's a good sign. I think there probably are going to be some rough games in there. And you hope everything gets better. You hope everybody improves as the season as the season progresses. John Butchko is the host of Locked On New York Jets. He's joining us here on Locked On Blue Devils. Jamison Crowder, Michael Carter II, two former Dukies that are playing there uh, for the New York Jets. New head coach this year as well. How's that transition been? Well, it's difficult to say because I think Jets fans would be happy with almost anybody other than Adam Gase. Adam Gase <laughs> was just so unpopular with this from the day he was hired because the, it never made any sense why they brought Adam Gase in. Adam Gase got fired by Miami. He failed to develop Ryan Tannehill in Miami, and the Jets bring him in immediately after that happens. Everything you expected to happen occurred with the Jets. He did a horrible job with the team. He alienated his players. He alienated the fan base. Robert Sell is a breath of fresh air. We'll see how well it works. He's a first-time head coach. Again, there are going to be growing pains. There are probably going to be some moments where people are frustrated. This is a team that's at the beginning of its rebuild. It's not, you know, this probably is not going to be a playoff team this season. I think what you're hoping for is you're hoping, first of all, to see professionalism, which uh, frankly was lacking last year with this team. There were many games where the Jets just did not seem like they belonged on the field with their opponent. And that's something I'll say for them in the, this first game, even though they lost. They played a horrible first half. They were down, I think, 16 to nothing. And last year's team loses that game probably like 30 nothing. Jets fought back in this game. They made it 19-14. They had a shot in the fourth quarter. Unfortunately, the defense could not get a stop and give Zach Wilson another shot with the ball. But it just seemed different. It seemed like the team was still fighting to, to the very end. It can't help but be better this year. This was the worst team in the NFL last year. I mean, I know Jacksonville had a worse record. Right. I think if you put those teams on the field last year, Jacksonville probably beats the Jets. You know, it's a, it's a cliche. There's nowhere to go but up. The question is how high they can go from where they're beginning. And I think that there's a lot of reason for optimism around Robert Sally. It seems like he relates with the players well, has a good plan. It seems like he's brought in a, a hungry young staff full of you know, full of ambitious coaches with fresh ideas. You know, it, it's always difficult to say when you're dealing with a first-time head coach, but I think there is reason for optimism. Duke fans, of course, in the state of North Carolina also uh, probably myself included, happened to be fans of the Carolina Panthers. So we did uh, obviously have all our eyes on the uh, first game of the Robert Sala era with the New York Jets. And again, tying it back to Michael Carter the second and Jamison Crowder, our Duke guys playing this year for the New York Jets, in addition to Michael Carter out of North Carolina. 
I was looking too. Their jersey numbers aren't too far off either. Michael Carter, the second out of Duke, wears number 30, and the running back wears number 32. Everything about them is nearly identical, John. And once we get Michael Carter the third, I guess he can be 31. Yeah. <laughs> right in between. Let me ask you that. Has uh, the jersey number changes? Has that? Have you gotten used to that yet in the NFL with defensive ends wearing single digits and just crazy stuff that we've seen so far? Well, I went to Boston College when right. I, for my undergrad. So I, got, I have some ACC ties. Now, this was before my time. This was well before my time, but most famous Boston college football player was Doug Flutie, who was a quarterback who wore number 22. So yeah. I like it. <laughs> I got, I guess I got to go with, go, stay, stay true to my school and say that I, I think it's awesome. It, like, it's one of those things where it's in college football. You're exactly right. There are so many big time college football players that wore single digits when they were in college. And then it's just, you go to the NFL and it just looks weird when a big D tackles, hovered over the ball wearing a single. I don't know. Well, you just accustomed those numbers to college football, and now here it is at the NFL. But at the end of the day, it's just a number. If you go back 25 years, I could be wrong on this, but I believe Keyshawn Johnson, who was number one overall pick for the Jets, was the first receiver to wear a number in the teens. He was number 19, and I think he was the first one to do that. Kind of changed the trend. Okay, because you're right. We were accustomed to sort of 10 through 19 would be the wide receivers in the 80s, and now – like single digits. I mean, who knows what we're going to see going forward. I just thought that uh, it was interesting, and it's going to take a little while for me at least to make the adjustment. I didn't know if you were kind of in that same boat. I like it. I, I, I like the idea you can wear whatever number you want. I, I think we should democratize numbers in the NFL. Sure. <laughs> John, do you still follow ACC football closely? To an extent, um, it's been tough. Boston College has been so bad for so long in their sport. Although I do, I do have optimism going forward. I think Jeff Halfley is a guy who can bring this pro, bring the BC program back to the level it was at under Matt, or at least I'm hoping maybe the level it was at under Matt Ryan. Uh, so I follow it a little bit, probably not as much as I did in years sure. past. Understood. Understood. Well, uh, we appreciate you joining us on the podcast today. This was a lot of fun, and we're excited for uh, what Jamison Crowder and Michael Carter II could bring to the Jets, not only this year, but hopefully in, in many, many years to come. Where can we find your work, John? Um, well, obviously, the Locked On New York Jets podcast. Yes. You know, no, no, no hockey on, on the Locked On Jets yeah. podcast. So if, you know, if you're interested in the Winnipeg Jets, there's also a Locked On Winnipeg Jets podcast on our, on our network. But uh, my writing can be found on SB Nation's jet site, gangreennation.com. Thank you for the time today, John. This was a lot of fun. Great to be here, JJ. Hope we can do it again soon. That is John Butchko. He's joining us on Locked On Blue Devils. Thank you again to John Butchko for joining us on the program today, talking about Jamison Crowder and Michael Carter. It was awesome to catch up with him. Enjoyed our chat, and make sure you check out their work, Locked On New York Jets. Hopeful that Jamison Crowder and Michael Carter II can have successful years in the NFL. 11 former Duke Blue Devils on active rosters in the National Football League here in 2021. That is a great number by Duke standards. Awesome stuff. Follow me on Twitter at under underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils again be sure to leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you get your podcast it means a whole lot when you do that that'll do it for today's show as always go Duke I'll talk to you tomorrow my name is JJ Jackson thank you and good day